You're listening to The Chamber Connection, a monthly podcast from your Fargo-Moorhead West Fargo Chamber of Commerce, where we go behind the scenes to talk about business, community, and leadership, and uncover what's shaping our region and our future. Hello and welcome to the second episode of The Chamber Connection. I'm your host, Darren Dunlop. Thanks for joining us. Today, I have with me Seth Arndorfer from Dakota Carrier Network, joining me by phone from Bismarck. Seth has been the CEO of DCN since 2013, is a lifelong North Dakotan. DCN is a fiber optic network owned by 14 independent broadband service providers that bring connectivity to hundreds of communities throughout North Dakota. They served a huge role in keeping us all connected during the past few months as many of us shifted to working and learning from home. Seth, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thank you, Darren. Uh, pleased to have the opportunity to visit with you. So what challenges were there from, you know, from your company? Um, and, how did you, and how did you work to get, you know, all of those students connected? Sure. That's a great, great question. So DCN has been the provider of connectivity to all of the K-12 schools in North Dakota. Uh, we have been for, for many years. We've been, it's been a great public-private partnership between DCN and the state of North Dakota. And just recently, uh, we upgraded all of the K-12 schools in the state to a gigabit. So every school in the state has, at a minimum, a one-gig internet connection. Well, as we started planning, and all these kids are now going to be, um, need to be connected from home, it really came down to the data, coming up with the addresses. And the, the challenges that we ran into when it came to the data was the Department of Public Instruction and the governor's office had a list of, um, I'm going to say, 116,000 addresses where they had students um, living. And of those 116,000, we identified 72,000 of those outside of the major metros, Bismarck, Fargo, Grand Forks. And that's really where DCN owner companies provide residential broadband service. And the, the challenge, I'm going to back up just a little bit, we had to make sure that as we shared data, both from DCN's perspective towards the state and the state and Department of Public Instruction to DCN, that we weren't violating any um, student privacy laws. Or from DCN, we have customer proprietary information that we needed to make sure that we were working together and protecting uh, everybody's information and, and legally to get a, an agreement in place between the state and DCN to work through that data to identify where these students were living. In some cases, all we had was a P.O. box, and um, obviously we can't deliver broadband to a P.O. box, but we have to get to a physical address where that student is, is learning and, and living. So that was part of the challenge, yes. Hmm. Seth, I, I, and, and I remember uh, one of the challenges that was issued by Governor Burgum uh, several years ago at uh, one of the Chamber's events, the State of Technology, uh, where he kind of laid out a plan that he challenged all of our, our Internet providers and our, and our fiber optics companies to get to a certain level. And uh, was that the main impetus uh, for, for DCN's uh, investment into this technology? It, it definitely strengthened our, our confidence in the investment that we were already making. 
the rural broadband service providers in the state that have been serving, you know, in most cases, they're cooperatives, independent, in, independently owned rural broadband service providers have been in serving these customers since the early 1900s. And it's really just been an evolution of technology. Um, we started installing fiber optic in, uh, to the homes in North Dakota over 10 years ago. And, and then Governor Burgum had that, that call to action. And it really just solidified and brought even more more energy and more focus into that investment. And I'm proud to say today North Dakota has over 42,000 miles of fiber connecting rural farms in southwestern North Dakota and northeastern North Dakota, really across the entire geography of North Dakota. And back to the 116,000 um, students, and, and I, like I said, 72,000 of those are in rural areas. And we were able to identify and get 99.8% of those addresses served with broadband in just a few weeks. Um, by the early part of April, we had um, students receiving and, and e-learning. Uh, we're just really proud of the, the partnership and the collaboration between the governor's office, the Department of Public Instruction, and the local school districts, because that's really what it came down to was the collaboration of all these different um, like I said before, the data correlating all these addresses and then having a relationship with the local cooperative back to the local school districts to say, hey, we identified, um, you know, student X at this address and he needs broadband and they work together to deliver that broadband access and then communicate it back to DCN and we were really the, the single point of interface back to the governor's office so that they could um, quantifiably know how well we were doing as we were going through the COVID uh, pandemic. Seth, I think that it uh, it's a remarkable testament to your partners and your technicians that, you know, you're able to pull uh, something of this magnitude connecting 99.8% of these students that did not have internet uh, accessibility in in such a crazy time, you know, um, so, so kudos to you and if you want to maybe give just a, a brief explanation about the team and, and your technicians. And it really is. It's, it's North Dakotans um, working together, and that's what we've done, uh, whether it's through a flood uh, event like what, what has ha you know, what's happened in my lifetime a couple different times in Fargo, Grand Forks, uh, whether it's a, a storm, a winter storm event where neighbors are helping neighbors, uh, that's really what we're doing here, and that's uh, we have technicians that were working with the the residents in their home to bring that fiber optic line. In some cases, it was through a window, and uh, we, they called it broadband on a board. They had the Wi-Fi router and and all the pre-configured so that some of these folks that had never had the internet before, they really just needed to plug that fiber optic cable into the Wi-Fi router and suddenly that student was connected to the internet and was able to get online and and access their their educational information and and it, those technicians yes they had families at home and and yes we were practicing um, you know safety but they they really stepped up to the call to action and got out there and and got we identified um, 2,000 students that across the state in of those 72,000 we identified 2,000 of them that did not have access and we were able to get those 2,000, uh, uh, 1,600 of them connected by April 1st. And we, at the end, were remained 
135 unconnected students. And there was various reasons that those folks um, were not connected. In some cases, they simply um, didn't want to be connected to the Internet. Uh, in other cases, they would prefer to have their student ride to work with them and, and access the Internet from wherever they were uh, still going to work. And in other cases, it was... Uh, um, you know, other other conditions that, that were at play. Seth, I, I, I'd like to follow up on something you just said. You, you talked a little bit about um, how DCN has reacted during disasters. Um, now, yes, COVID is a, is a health disaster, but um, when you start talking about uh, floods and, uh, you know, blizzards and things along those lines. So what, is, what does DCN do or what are the plans that DCN has for disasters? And uh, maybe you can just kind of give, uh, take a step back and give us a, an overall overview of what uh, DCN's mission is and how you got to where you guys are. Absolutely. Well, that's a, that's a great question. Um, DCN, our, our mission is to provide quality technology services to North Dakotans um, while still yielding a, a reasonable rate of return to our owners. Uh, we, in, in a, if I summarize that, we connect our customers to their data anytime and every time that they need it. And we do that through building redundancy into every component of our network. We have fiber optic rings that have the ability, if the fiber gets cut, for a customer that has tra traffic going between Bismarck and Fargo, and the fiber is cut between Bismarck and Fargo, it'll automatically reroute and go up to Minot, over to Grand Forks, and back to Fargo in less than 50 milliseconds, faster than you can blink your eye. And that type of redundancy is built into our data centers where we have redundant power, we have redundant cooling systems. And when it comes to our people, we, we don't have a single point of failure in any of our, any of our employee roles. We always have coverage and, and backups to all of our data and all of our employees and all of our resources. And uh, it's just really at the core of these service providers that have been committed to serving all of North Dakota since, the, like I said before, the early 1900s. You know, Seth, I, I, I would assume that uh, you and your, and your partners are connected to virtually every industry across North Dakota. And uh, I, I know that when we visited before, you said that you sit on the uh, FCC's first precision ag task force now that's very difficult for a guy like me to say but uh, <laughs> uh so you know we do have so many different industries and we are so uh, uh spread out in in north dakota but i still think that you know agriculture is still the backbone of our of our region and and of our state um without a doubt uh, i was i was hoping that you could give us a little bit more of an update on what uh, the First Precision Ag Task Force is and what it is you guys hope to accomplish. Sure. Well, our, our focus is to identify the requirements needed to support precision ag in rural America. And as, like you mentioned in my introduction, as a, as a farm kid, I grew up in, in rural southwest North Dakota, and, you know, I was fortunate enough, we actually had uh, one, one of John Deere's auto steering tractors and I thought that was just phenomenal and I still think it's phenomenal but as you know the over the past 30 years over the over the past 30 years we've just seen the continued uh, investment in technology and deployment of technology in agriculture and it goes to not only using technology to steer our tractor but now let's let's help the farmers make better financial decisions 
by adjusting the chemical in their field or adjusting the uh, fertilizer they're putting down in various specific portions of that field based on data. And anytime we're generating or consuming or sending data, we need a connection. And um, a lot of people really forget that in a, in a wireless world, a lot of people think we don't need wires. And it's really the, the blending of we need wires in order to deliver wireless service. And that's DCN's role in the task force is to kind of tie all these pieces together and make sure that the investment that we're making in North Dakota positions North Dakota to be highly competitive, not only from an agricultural perspective for our farmers, that they can utilize the technology that's being developed, but also for small businesses and operators and technology companies to operate in North Dakota to support our farmers. And that's my interest in the, in the Precision Ag Task Force. I think it's really an exciting field. Um, I think there's a lot of opportunity, but uh, in order for, like I said before, in order for the farmers to take advantage of it, they really need to have a, a connection to the Internet in order to take advantage of it. And I want to make sure that all North Dakotans have access to that connectivity. Seth, you must be so much younger than me because I, the uh, a self-steering tractor, would, even though it would have come in very handy, was not even thought of when I was riding around on a tractor doing my crooked rows. And uh, yeah, so it's amazing where the agriculture sector has gone. Seth, uh, one thing that Uh, The Chamber of Commerce is very excited about is that uh, next March we are going to be uh, doing our very first cybersecurity conference and uh, we're we're really excited about that and I know that uh, DCN is going to be very involved with that and I was kind of hoping especially with uh, one of the mentions that you made about cybersecurity is one of the key components that you uh, undertake for your customers and from for your partners Um, if you could just Give us a little tease about what what uh, attendees might find at the cybersecurity conference next March. Well, um, during COVID, the evildoers, I'll say, um, the bad actors, really took advantage and, and, and were trying to exploit any vulnerabilities in businesses' network and their configuration as the employees were working from home. I think it was a it was a interesting time from DC perspective working with our customers to help them make that transition. We actually were uh, a target of a ransomware attack and and I think that we'll have some some insight to share on that and cybersecurity we found uh, and especially during COVID has to be approached in a partnership manner between service providers and customers, between different market segments so that we can share information on how we can protect ourselves together more securely um, as our network topology changes, as our employee behavior changes, um, that we are able to support that in a secure and, and safe environment. And I think that there's never been a better time than now. I, I think that's been the case for the past few years, but we will be talking about cybersecurity more and more as the days go on. Seth, uh, I guess, you know, it, obviously um, DCN and your partners have made incredible investments into our into our communities. Um, and do you see that continuing? And, what, you know, what is on the horizon uh, for DCN and your and your partners? Well, that's a, that's a very great question. We're excited um, I think North Dakota is well positioned from, you know, I'm going to say the foundational 
level. We have the fibers in the ground. Uh, now what we really need to do is extend that connectivity right down to the last every square inch in North Dakota and make sure that not only do we have great connected buildings, but we have well-connected individuals. My, my two sons, uh, they don't really care about fiber. They care about what their experience is on this mobile device. And so it's really us working together to continue the investment on 5G deployments, um, bringing fiber to light poles, bringing fiber inside buildings to have more connectivity to support more automation for manufacturing. I think uh, the, the other thing that we see as a, a service provider is the amount of data we're not only generating as human beings, uh, monitoring our health as we walk around, but also the amount of data we're consuming through Netflix and all these other <laughs> streaming devices. Um, it's just the, the amount of data we generate and consume doubles every 12 to uh, 24 months in North Dakota. It has for the past 10 years, and it will likely for, for the foreseeable future. So our networks will just continue to grow. Wow. Okay, Seth, you, you, you talk about, you know, your, your business primarily is, is serving North Dakotans and North Dakota companies. I'm curious, um, what, makes, what makes this state special to you and your partners, and what drives DCN to keep doing what it is that you are doing? I think that it's collaboration. I think North Dakota, as a state, has done an exceptional job bringing uh, diverse groups together to achieve a common goal. And DCN is just another example of that. Back in 1996, when the Internet was just formed, these 14 rural telecommunications companies, they were just telephone companies at the time, but they saw, they saw what was on the horizon by this thing called the Internet. And that really makes North Dakota unique. These companies cover 96% of the geography in North Dakota. Um, and, and it really, really has set us apart because their continued commitment to their customers, making sure that their customers had access to the most current technology, has by far made the biggest difference uh, when it comes to North Dakota and our position when it comes to, to broadband access. Seth, you would, I'd like to revisit the data or data uh, that mm -hmm. you had talked about and that, that that's the challenge for your company and for technology firms across the, across the globe. Um, what is the challenges of data collection and, and what do you, you know, what can be done in order to, uh, to assist companies like you to assist, comp to, to assist other industries? Do you mean the data as far as the, as far as the, the collection students that we're not co connected, or the amount of data that we're consuming on uh, the growing data? The 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 connect. So let's if we just talked a little bit about the like the ag side. I know that one of the challenges is there's so much data that needs to be um, processed. Mm -hmm. um, is that something that you guys? Or how does that whole process work? That's that's a great question. So right now we are working as DCN with Microsoft and within DSU on a pilot project, and uh, there will be more, more to come on it, but it's really focused on identifying what data that the farmer needs to collect, how do we store that data, how do we process and turn that data back into something that's uh, helpful and useful to the farmer to help them make a financial decision that will hopefully increase their profitability as a producer. 
and that is really data alone is is useless but data consumed and analyzed and regurgitated and processed back to the farmer uh, in a very easy to understand hey if it makes sense uh, the reason auto steer took off as rapidly as it did was because the the farmer could very quickly say if it's going to cost me five hundred dollars to deploy this technology and i can save that by not over spraying that's an easy exercise to calculate an roi or a return on investment on that and that's why auto steer took off and was adopted so quickly and so I think as a service provider, we're just trying to work as closely as we can with the producers to help them find technologies and support technologies that what's the next auto steer going to be? And I don't have that answer today, but uh, we're excited to work with the producers to help them deploy whatever that next technology is. Well, yeah. I guess, our, uh, you know, Seth, I, I'm going to wrap up with this uh, with this final question here. So, Seth, first of all, thank you very much for joining us today and, and, and being our guinea pig. This is a uh, this has been a lot of fun for me, and it's great to find out more about uh, DCN and your partners. Um, so what would you like our listeners to know? What is the one thing that you'd like our listeners to know uh, about DCN and your partners um, to keep in mind as, as, as the world moves on? You know, I think, honestly, it's the, that group of, well, it's really 16 broadband service providers. There's 14 DCN owner companies, DCN, and uh, we have another company up in Montana that's actually not an owner of DCN, but um, I, I just hope that everybody realizes how committed that these rural broadband service providers are to our customers and to our state, and just how grateful we are to have the opportunity to serve um, and provide service to our anchor institutions, our customers, our students, and uh, that North Dakota is well positioned to move into whatever the post-COVID Whatever the post-COVID uh, world looks like, uh, I know that it's going to utilize more technology than it did before, and I think we're well positioned as a state to be ready for that. Seth, on behalf of the uh, Chamber of Commerce, uh, our region, and our state, uh, I want to thank you, uh, your your partners, and your employees. Uh, this has been a very, very difficult time for, for everyone, and if it wasn't for your company and other companies out there who are going above and beyond in this time, uh, our lives would not have been nearly as bearable as, as it has gone through uh, for these past several months. So, uh, Seth, thank you very much for what you do. Very anxious in finding out more about what's next on the project list for DCN and uh, and your partners and I will look forward to visiting with you again very soon. Thank you again Seth and thank you for listening. Remember you can learn more about how your Chamber of Commerce represents businesses and professionals in our region at fmwfchamber.com. Thank you again for listening to this episode and I can't wait until we can chat again very soon.